always heard that they said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him what you're going to do. And all week long, I've been telling God what I was going to do. I keep it real. I've been not telling him, but I've been telling him <laughs> what I was going to do, what I was going to preach, how I was going to preach, when I was going to preach. I was telling, going through the whole process. And on last night, I felt God just laughing at me. And then this morning, God said, there's going to be a shift in what I want you to do. There's going to be a shift in how I want you to do it. There, there's going to be a shift in the way that you deliver this word to my house. And I began to ask God, I'm like, well, God, you know, I don't come to any, I don't come in any form or fashion. I just come to bring forth your word. And God said, that's what I want you to do. I want you to bring forth my word. Like I've given it to you. I want you to bring forth my word like you're accustomed to doing. I told God that I was going to, for those of you who've never heard or seen me preach, I like to preach. I, I love doing what God has called me to do. I love it. And it is an honor to come before you on this morning to share with you the word of God. It's an honor to uh, come and bring forth God's word. And I, I thank Pastor Pender for uh, locking me in the first fifth Sunday of every year uh, to come and bring forth the word. But for those of you who never really seen me or heard me, some of you may know that I really like to preach. I like to move. I like to get into it. And I had told myself, and I was telling God that I was going to stand flat-footed and just really teach his word this morning. God laughed at me again and said, okay. And God began to shift things on last night and began to shift things on this morning and almost shifted to another sermon. And I said, God, I got to stay on task. He said, I got you. He said, but you're going to do it like I want you to do it. So if y'all just be patient with me, I, I'm going to preach this morning. But I'm going to do it as God has given to me. Is that all right? All right. There is a word from God coming from the book of Acts. The 27th chapter. Verses 9 through 24. Acts, the 27th chapter, verses 9 through 24. And uh, I'm still a little old school. I still read from the King James Version. Acts, the 27th chapter, verses 9 through 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> The word of God reads thusly. Now when much time was spent and when selling was fast, when selling was now dangerous because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which Paul were spoke Paul were spoken which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart this also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenice and there to winter, which is an haven of Crete, and lie toward the southwest and, and the northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close to Crete, close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. 
and running under a certain island which is called Plauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used help, undergirding the ship, fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, straight sail, and so were driven. And they were being exceedingly tossed with a tempest. The next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there should be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. That is the word of God for the people of God. Let us bow our heads. Merciful God, we thank you on this morning for allowing us to come to your house one more time. We thank you, O Lord, just for allowing us to rise this morning, clothing us in our right minds. We thank you, O Lord, just for allowing us to come down through another week. Lord, we give you all the praise on today. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity just to come to your house one more time and lift up your holy and righteous name. Now, Lord, it's preaching time, and I desire that anointing that makes preaching easy and makes the gospel receptive. So, Heavenly Father, it is my prayer. You take me out of self. Use me, Lord, like you've never used me before. And, Lord, if I get in the way, hide me behind the cross and allow the real preacher to come forth. For no one came to hear from Reverend Surrey, but they came to hear from on high. So, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, thy Redeemer. Let the church say amen. 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 Now you heard the reading of the scripture coming from Acts, the 27th chapter. And I would like to use as a title this morning, How to Handle Stormy Weather. How to Handle Stormy Weather. And I know oftentimes in our lives we consider a storm to be rain and wind and all the things that come with it. And as we look around to our world today, we see things have taken a dramatic change, especially with the COVID going around. Many of the churches we know have taken a hit and many Christians have missed the mark on how to handle all that has happened. I want you to understand that when these situations, circumstances happen, they too are considered a storm. A storm doesn't always have to be the wind and the water, but when you're having some pain in your body, sometimes that can be a storm. Uh, when, you, when you're having some, some issues at home, sometimes that too can be a storm. Uh, when your money's funny and your change is strange, that too can be a storm. Has anybody ever been in a storm before? Yes. Oh, am I the only one? Am I the only one going through the storm? You see, when it seems like nothing is going your way, and you continue to pray to God, and, and it seems like nothing is happening like you want it to, that's a storm. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, the great theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that there are three categories of storms. You're either in a storm, you've just come out of a storm, or you're headed into a storm. And I want to caution you that if you just come out of a storm, don't get up off your knees too soon because I can assure you the enemy is waiting for you right around the corner to take you right back into another storm. You see, oftentimes we come out of a storm and we're praising God and we give God praise and we forget all about God. Don't look at me that. Don't look at me like that. You see, when God begins to bless you, we'll forget how we forget where we come from. We'll forget the nights we spent on our knees and we haven't prepared for the blessing that God has in store for us. So God has to shake up some things. Has God ever shaken your foundation before? I come this morning to help us understand how to handle stormy weather. How many of you know that the devil will bring a storm in your life just to get your focus off of God? Mm -hmm. 
The devil will cause a storm to, to, to get you off of the focusing on God, get you off of praying, get you off of reading your Bible. Because God, because sometimes when you're reading the Bible and you're praying and, and things seem to be going your way, the devil gets mad. And the devil said, I have to shake up some things. But we can't give the devil all the credit because sometimes we too get too comfortable. And God said, let me shake up some things in your life. We'll get comfortable right where we are. And God says, you know what? They're doing it on their own because we'll start speaking in a term that I did this and I got this and I obtained this and I, I, I. And God said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you couldn't do it without me. How many of you know that you wouldn't have that job that you have if it had not been for God on your side? You wouldn't have the bank account. Or you wouldn't have the car. You wouldn't have the house. You wouldn't have the clothes on your back if it had not been for God on your side. Hallelujah. I might preach after a while. I don't know. The enemy will bring a storm just to make you turn around and go back. Has anybody ever been in a situation where you turned around and went back? Ah, good God Almighty. I think I'm in the right house this morning. Has anybody ever, ever looked up ahead and, and saw what you were heading into and you said, I don't want that? Mm. You think things were much better when I was back here. Uh, things were much, were much better when I was doing this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that many problems when I was out here. I, I didn't have that kind of storm because back here, this storm, all I had to do was put up an umbrella and everything was all right. But when you're headed into that storm and, and it looks like you're not going to make it, you say, you know what, I, I, I'm going to stay back here. But I love what Joshua said. Uh, Joshua said, as for me and my house, uh, we're going to serve the Lord. And when you find yourself serving the Lord, it doesn't matter what kind of storm comes your way because you're going to be able to withstand the storm. In the text this morning, Paul gives us advice as to how to handle stormy weather. Now, we've already established the fact that we're going to have some storms in our lives. But keep in mind, the Lord says, be of good cheer because I've already overcame any storm that's in the world. And if I can overcome, you can overcome also. That's what I, I'm not making it up. Now, I, let, me, let me give you some talk about Paul. because I heard the, the thing. I was like, okay, they're right in my sermon this morning. Paul is found on board this ship. Now, we all know Paul, formerly known as Saul. Paul went through that divine change on the road to Damascus, and after this dramatic change, he could not help but to get on the Lord's side. Um, you, you know when you really meet the Lord, I'm talking about the old-fashioned way. Uh, some of y'all may not know about the old-fashioned way, but I'm talking about when you're on bending knee, and you have to wait and tarry, as the old folks would say. You know, you have to wait around and wait for God to give you the word. Wait for God to bless you. Wait for God to tell you it's time to get up off your knees. Ah, you get on bending knees and you have to wait and labor for an answer. When God gives you the answer, there's no way you can still do the things that you used to do. You can't come into God's house acting like you used to. And God has already given you a word. When God has given you a word, you got to be able to go out and tell somebody just how good God has been. When God has given you a word, you can't come in here any old kind of way. When God has given you a word, you got to have enough God on the inside to tell somebody that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't be here today. Can I get an amen? Somebody ought to be able to tell somebody. It doesn't matter where you go. You ought to be able to tell somebody what a change God has made in my life. They ought to be able to look at you and say, I remember. I remember Tim. I remember Timothy. But now look at me. They call me pastor. Yeah, I know what I did. I was there. I got t-shirts for it. I got trophies for it. But how you like me now? Somebody ought to be able to tell the goodness of God. Paul made such a change that he said if I can work this hard against the church, I can work even harder for the church. Paul found himself captured by the authorities because of preaching and upholding the name of the Lord. Yes, sir. Oh, I love this part. Mm. If you look in the preceding chapter, 
You see, Paul stood before many of the dignitaries of that time. But I like in the 26th chapter, when Paul was standing before Agrippa, and Paul was giving his testimony uh, to King Agrippa. And I like because the Bible says Agrippa was sitting at the edge of his seat, listening to the testimony of Paul. And the Bible says Agrippa got, got, got to the edge of the seat, and he said, man, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Good God Almighty. You see, your testimony should be able to shake up the worst devil you come across. Your testimony should be able to tell somebody you trusted God in the midst of your storm. Your testimony should be able to tell somebody, shake somebody up who may be going through, who may remember how you used to be, who may remember what you used to do. Your testimony should be like Paul and Agrippa said, I, are you almost Almost. Persuaded me mm. to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should have a testimony like that mm-hmm. to where we can go out and tell somebody just how good God has been to us. Mm-hmm. Paul found himself bound and chained aboard a ship that comprised of over 270 men. And this ship is heading into a storm. And it's the man of God himself that says, you know what? We're headed into a storm. Mm-hmm. Paul says, can, can, can't you see uh, the handwriting on the wall? Can, can't you see the signs? Mm-hmm. Now understand, Paul was bound and chained mm-hmm. on his ship. But it's Paul. The man of God telling <laughs> the ship's captain that we are headed into a storm. Right. Y'all missed that, didn't you? Uh, come on, sir. Paul bound and chained, telling the ship the ship's captain, the owner of the ship, to tell him we're going into a storm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You see, sometimes <laughs> God will send people that you don't even know, <laughs> that don't even look like they're supposed to look, <laughs> to give you a word. Well, who is Paul to tell the captain of the ship that we're heading into a storm? Mm-hmm. Paul says, can't, can't, Paul spoke to the centurion and that tells him that a storm is on the way. The centurion refuses to listen to the man of God, mm-hmm. but he listened to the rather, but listen to the owner of the ship. Mm-hmm. Many of us are just like that. Mm-hmm. We would rather listen to man, oh my God, <laughs> than to the word of God. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about nobody. I'm just going to talk about what I'm talking about. Ah, We'll find ourselves in stormy situations. And we'll ask everybody else their opinion. We'll call on everybody else. We'll turn on Dr. Phil and see what he says about it. We'll call Dr. Chapter Dr. Oz and see what he says about it. Read every book by Joyce Meyer and T.D. Jakes and see what they said about it. And the more you read and the more you watch, the more jacked up you become. But when you turn those things off, when you close their books and open up the original author, God begins to move in your life. Has God ever ever moved in your life before? I love what the songwriter says. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. You see, I love Pastor Pender, but there's some things that Pastor Pender can't do that only my God can do. There's some things he can pray for me, but can't nobody do me like God. Can't nobody love me like God can. Have you tried him? Have you tried him? I came, I came, I came to tell somebody when you're in a storm, try Jesus. He'll make everything all right. Yes, sir. Come on, my friend. Yes, sir. I'll preach next year when I come back. All right. <laughs> Paul told the centurion that a storm was coming. When the water begins to beat up on the side of the ship, they tried to take matters in their own hand. Notice Paul saying this voyage is going to be with much hurt and damage. Mm-hmm. After they had tried everything, they realized that they had to do several things in order to withstand this storm. 
The first thing they had to do was lighten the ship. When you find yourself in the midst of a storm, the first thing you must do is lighten your load. Come on, sir. Y'all missed that. Y'all catch that on the way home. The Bible says in verses 18 and 19, they lightened the ship by throwing things overboard. <laughs> I came this morning to let you know that in our lives, we have to lighten our load. It's time to throw some things overboard. So many of you this morning, you're carrying so much weight. You're carrying guilt and unforgiveness. And you find yourself in a storm. And you're wondering why things aren't working out the way you want them to. You're carrying around things that God has already delivered you from. You've been praying about a situation. And God has already answered that situation. But yet you still carry it around. And that situation is wearing you down. That situation is holding you back. That situation has you stuck somewhere where God has already delivered you from. I came this morning to tell you it's time that you lighten your load. When you find yourself in a storm, the Bible tells them they begin to throw things overboard. I came this morning to help some of y'all get unstuck. You've been in places where you're carrying excess baggage and you're not able to get to what God has for you. It's time to throw that stuff overboard. It's time that jealousy that you've been carrying around, throw it overboard. It's time that hatred you've been having for all these years against your brother and your sister for something that happened back in 1976. They done gone on and forgot all about it, but you still carrying around. It's time to take that mess and throw it overboard. That person that got the promotion over you back in 97 and you still carrying that grudge around. God told me to tell you that ain't nothing but a storm. It's time to lighten your load and throw that mess overboard. I came this morning. You may have an addiction, but I came this morning to tell somebody it's time to take that addiction and give it to God. And when you give it to God, he will. I said he will throw it overboard for you. Has anybody ever taken it to God? And God has already worked it out. Has anybody ever lightened their load before? And you felt like a brand new woman. You felt like a brand new man. And that ain't nothing but God helping you lighten your load. Throwing some mess overboard. When you find yourself in a stormy situation, I hear God saying, it's time, it's time, it's time to lighten your load. Oh, good God Almighty. How to handle stormy weather. The first thing is to lighten your load. But then, there's a second point. The second point is you must develop some patience. In verse 20, we see the men <clears throat> have seemed to run out of patience. It reads in that latter part of verse 20, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. They had a hope that things were going to work out, but they became impatient. God told me to tell you it's time to develop some patience. When you begin to develop, to develop patience, God can truly work on your behalf because now you're truly waiting on God to do exactly what he said he would do. I'm going to put it in park right there, not because I'm out of gas, but I got to share something with you. My young man right here in the red sweater, right here in front of me, God told me to tell you that as soon as you start developing the patience, everything that you've been praying for, he's going to make it manifest in your life. You see, some situations that you've been praying about, praying for, some things that God wants to do for you, it's because you, you, the reason it's not happened yet is because you haven't spent enough time with God. And God told me to tell you that when you just sit down with him and, and, and take him at his word, Watch what he's going to do. Watch how he's going to allow those dreams and goals to just come up and out. And it's going to happen 
and it's going to happen quickly. You've been waiting for God to bless you. You've been waiting, not, not you're blessed, but you've been, waiting, you've been waiting for God to do a supernatural blessing in your life. And God says, spend a little more time with me and I'm going to make it happen. God wants to bring peace in your household. God wants to bring peace every step you take. He wants to bring peace. And God said, you spend a little more time with me. And see, the problem that you're having, I don't know why God had me stop right in the middle of my sermon, but I got to be obedient. <laughs> the problem that you're having is you're wanting God to do it right now. Mm. We, are, we, we, we all get like that. Yes, sir. We want God to move when we want him to move. Mm. But God told me to tell you, if you just wait on him, if you wait on him, listen, he's going to direct you. He's going to guide you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God said he's going to guide you. But you have to sit still long enough to hear him. Sit still long enough to hear him. <clears throat> the goals and dreams that you have. God says, I want to make them happen for you. God wants to blow your mind. But you haven't sat still long enough to hear him. And the way he's taking you, it's not comfortable. You don't like it. It's unfamiliar, but it's God. Mm -hmm. Listen to God's voice. This is for you. Developing patience. You have to develop some patience. And watch God do exactly what he said he's going to do. Watch God bless you in areas that you forgot about. That you prayed about a long time ago. The things that you wanted to start. The businesses. The, the entities that you, 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 you're, you're into. God says if you listen to me. I'm going to take them off the shelf for you. You and I have never met. I don't know you. You don't know me. I may. I don't. I can say never met. I, I can't remember. I don't remember you. But God says, if you just listen to Him, mm. listen to Him. Those dreams that you put on the shelf of, of, of running your business, owning the business, or something business-minded, God is showing me mm. that you put on the shelf. Because you thought it wasn't going to happen. It was taking too long. And it didn't work out the way you wanted, to, wanted it to work out. God says if you listen to him. Not only is he going to take it off the shelf. But he's going to take it off the shelf. And he's going to place you before people. That can help you get it going. And then the biggest thing. He's going to not only place you in front of people that can get it going. But he's going to place you in front of people who can write the check. To help it get to the next level. Something you've been wanting to start that you just you, you forgot about. You just forgot about. You just said, I'm not even going to. It's not worth it. But God said it is worth it. God said it is worth it. But that some peace is about to happen in your home. Some peace is getting ready to come in your home. And the most time when people hear that, they say, well, there, there must be something wrong in the house. No, ain't nothing wrong in the house. But we all can use a little peace in the house. Am I right about it? You're right about it. Some peace. You, you, you're walking into something new. You're walking into something new. New opportunities, new job, new development. God is preparing you for something new. I see promotion. I see elevation. God is preparing you for something new. But you have to develop that patience. You have to develop that patience. And I, I, I don't do this. But if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Okay, don't. Develop some patience. Watch God, watch God, watch God elevate you. Watch God elevate you. Watch God elevate you. Okay, can I take it out of park now? Is that okay? <laughs> How many of you have ever been in a hopeless situation? A situation where it felt like nothing was going your way. You felt helpless. You felt hopeless. How many of you had times where your patience had run out? Mm -hmm. Even in the church, we need patience. Am I right about it? Mm -hmm. Ah, Even in the church, the, the patience we have is limited because we don't see the things that we want to see. Just because the church isn't going the way you want it, want it to go or the way you think it should go.
Don't get mad and leave. Don't get mad and go out here and badmouth the church. Don't get on social media talking about what didn't didn't happen and what the pastor didn't say and he didn't call my name out because I gave an extra five dollars. Don't get mad and do. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Dr. Doolittle's church down the street now. Because, <laughs> you know, there's some church folks that get mad. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to know I put in an extra $5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. Have the patience that God will move in his own time and not in our time. Come on. People are getting mad because the church isn't growing fast enough, and then they begin to talk. I think you should do this. You see, nobody cares what you think, really. Okay? Nobody cares what you think. I want to know what does the word of God say about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is God saying about how is God leading you? What, what is God leading you to do? Is God leading you to go out and help somebody? Is God leading you to, to help the young people in the church? Is God leading you to help the pastor? Mm-hmm. Or is the enemy using you to tear the pastor down? Mm-hmm. Sometimes God will leave you in that storm just a little while longer. Mm-hmm. And he'll leave you in a storm that, that, where the storm turns into the university of hard knocks. The storm turns into a life lesson. Uh, God begins to educate you. God begins to, to, to refine you. God begins to lift you up. God begins to shape you. God begins to use you to tell somebody just how you come out of a storm. Because people are watching you. People, people want to know, how did you do it? Come on, sir. And oftentimes we get so get so high and mighty. Well, you know, I had to work hard to get this, and I did. And I, God said, "Hold up, now. I gave you the strength and energy to do this. I gave you the ideas to do this. I I, I gave it to you, and you worked it. But I gave you the strength to do it. Come on, sir. And even when even when it looks like things weren't going to work out, God says, "I kept my hands on you." How many of you know that God has always kept his hands on you? How many of you know that even in the midst of a storm, God says, I got you? How many of you know that even in the midst of a storm, when it seems like the winds are shifting you back and forth, God says, you know what? I'm still captain of the ship. I'm still in charge. I came this morning to let you know that even in the midst of your storm, God is in charge. You got to be able to understand that, yes, you're going to make some mistakes because we're not perfect. You're gonna, you got to understand that you have to develop some patience. And while you're developing patience, you got to tell somebody, please be patient with me. Why? Because God is not through with me yet. But when God gets through with me, I said when God gets through with me, and the only person going to know about it is me and God. It may not look like you want it to look. I may not look like you want me to look at and I may not do what you want me to do, but I can assure you, because of my patience, when God gets through with me, I shall come forth as pure gold. I shall come forth letting somebody know that I trusted God in the midst of my storm. And not only, not only did I lighten my load, but God helped me develop some patience. And in the midst of my patience, God brought me through. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. How to handle stormy weather. Uh It's time we develop some patience. Mm -hmm. Now handling stormy weather requires you to lighten your load and to develop some patience. But the third thing that I love, and my brother, this is for you. The third thing I love about how to handle stormy weather is you have to expect a word from God. Mm. I'm not making it up. It's in the scripture. In verses 22 and 23, it reads, Now I exhort you to be of good cheer, Mm -hmm. for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night, this This day, mm, mm, mm. there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am (laughs) and whom I serve. In other words, Paul got a word from God. Paul said, I'm not listening to these men on this ship because they're false prophets. I'm not listening to this captain. I don't care how long he's been sailing the sea. I'm listening to the one who created the sea. I'm listening to the one who created the storms. I'm listening to the one who can tell the wind to blow and you don't know which way it's going and you don't know where it come from. Paul says, I'm going to listen to the voice of God. Good God Almighty. 
see, we have to be able uh, to listen to the voice of God. Every time someone brings up some mess, before you know it, you're caught up in their mess. And their situation is tore up from the flow of It's time that we listen to the word of God. Paul says, I'm going to listen to the Lord. See, I know it's the old-fashioned way, but I would rather listen to God than to listen to man. The Bible says, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. I don't know about you this morning, but every time that I'm in a storm, God begins to speak to me. Every time the winds begin to blow, God begins to speak to me. Every time the rain begins to fall, I hear God's voice speaking to me. Church, I came this morning to let somebody know that you need to develop a hunger and a thirst for the word of God to the point that it becomes daily food. In order for you to survive, you got to have daily food. Why not make God's word a part of your daily survival? Why not listen to what God is saying in order for you to get through your storm? Why not take God at his word and get through your stormy situation? Why not trust God, trust the process, and watch God move on your behalf? I remember reading in the 24th verse when Paul said the angel of God stood by stood beside him and said not to be afraid. I'm so glad that when I need him most, he will stand right by my side. I'm so glad when I call on him, he'll tell me when I show up, don't be afraid. I'm so glad that I'm in tune with God. That even when he show up unexpectedly, even when I get my blindsided blessings, I'm not afraid, but I'll give him praise. Why? Why? Because I'm expecting a word of God. I challenge you this morning to call on the name of Jesus. And when you call on him, he will, he will, he will show up. I don't know about you this morning, but has he ever showed up in your life? Understand, Paul, when he said to these men, if we're going to survive this storm, we must stay on the ship. Now wait a minute. But the ship is breaking apart. Paul says, stay on the ship. Wait a minute. The winds are blowing. The rain is coming sideways. And you want us to stay on the ship. I came. I came to let somebody know things may be breaking apart in your life. Just like the ship. I can imagine as the ship began to break apart, I can imagine the man of God standing up and telling somebody, hold on to those broken pieces. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on. God will. God will. God will bring you through the stormy weather. You got to hold on. Trust God. Hold on. Trust the process. Hold on. Let God know just how how much you trust him. Hold on to those broken pieces. I came. I said I came to tell somebody when it looks like things are falling apart in your life. I dare you. I said I dare you. I dare you to hold on a little while longer. Even in the midst of your storm. I hear God saying, hold on, hold on, how to handle stormy weather. Sometimes you got to lighten the load, develop some patience, and expect a word from God. Well, Sirach, I need a little bit more. I'm so glad that you're hungry this morning, because I got a little bit more I want to share with you. I remember back in April, April the 12th. 2021. I had left work. I was about a mile from a job. Next thing I knew, I woke up in the back of an ambulance. Didn't know what happened. They told me I had had a wreck. I'm looking at the EMT driver like you done lost your mind. I got to slow it down right here. Had a wreck. 
anything. Totaled my car. Yes, I had 394,000 miles on my car. And I made a promise. I wanted to see 400,000 miles. But God said, no, I got something better for you. But let me show you, share, share with you. I had this wreck. Got to the hospital. The officer came in and was showing me my car. And they were looking at me, looking at my car, looking at me, looking at my car, looking at me. I don't know how you made it. All I can do was smile. Because I knew it was God. All I can do was smile. My friends came in because I work at the hospital, so I got some friends at the hospital. Sret, you all right? I'm fine. Nothing broken. I'm fine. All I had was a bruise on my hip. I was fine. They said, there got to be something wrong with you. I'm fine. Bit my lip, bit my tongue. I was fine. They ran test after test after test after test. And every test came up negative. The doctor said, run them again. I'm like, doc, I'm fine. While in the hospital, I had a seizure. Never had a seizure in my life. I woke up, I was in another unit. I was in the heart unit, I had all these wires and stuff hooked up to me. What's going on? Mm -hmm. They said, Sarah, you had a seizure. I didn't have no seizure. I ain't never had a seizure before. We got to get to the bottom of what's going on. Let's run some more tests. EKG, EEG, MRI, CAT scan, X-ray, X-ray, EEG, CT, all, all these tests. And after every test, the doctor would come in scratching his head, looking at my file going, I, I don't know. You're a mystery to us. I'm like, I know God. There has to be something wrong. They read all the, they couldn't find anything. Couldn't find nothing. So they said, we're going to send you home, but you got to just take it easy, we'll give you some medication, which I didn't want to take, but you know, I'm going to obey the rules. Obey the... I took my medication. Still taking medication. Feeling fine. In the state of South Carolina, when you have a seizure, you can't drive for six months, so I couldn't drive for six months. So my beautiful, lovely wife, Lord bless her. Bless her God. Was taking me to and from work. I'm praying the whole time because my wife can drive. I'm going to leave it at that. So I finally had to go back and forth to the doctor, and they were still checking some things. And they still couldn't find anything. I went to the neurologist. He's looking at my chart. He's looking at me. He's looking at my chart. He said, you're my favorite patient. I'm like, he said, your attitude, your, he said, we can't find nothing wrong with you. Nothing shows why you had a seizure. Nothing shows why you blacked out. You're feeling fine. I said, I'm great. I'm good. And my doctor, my neurologist said, you must know somebody. I said, oh, I know. I know, I know a doctor. Yeah, yeah. And my neurologist said, amen. amen. He said, what a mighty God we serve. I said, yes, sir. Amen. And I started back driving October-ish, October the 12th, somewhere along in there. And the first couple of days, my wife had to ride with, wanted to ride with me. Because she still wouldn't let me go by myself yet. Anyway, I think she said I was going too slow for her. I don't know. But every day, <clears throat> I would ride past the spot where I had my wreck. Every day, I'd ride past it on the way to work. When I leave work, I'd ride right past that same spot. And I remember one day, I was riding past where I had my wreck. Now, I'm going to keep it real. I, lo I love music. I love old school music, right? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> y'all know y'all ain't been listening to Kurt Franklin all y'all life. Now, come on. All right? Okay. Can, can I keep it real? I, I, I keep it real. If you don't like it, sorry. I'm not sorry. But I was riding, and I was listening to my music and looking at that spot on the way to work. I'm like, wow, God did it. And all day at work, I was trying. God had, I was just ministering to myself. And God was ministering to me, and I was ministering to myself, like, Lord, I thank you. But I was like, God, how? Why, why, what, what, what's going on? And as the day progressed, I was running across different patients and seeing different things and, and seeing people who were really sick. 
seeing people who was in worse wrecks than I, who was in lesser wrecks, but they was in worse shape than I could have ever been in. I had a telephone pole. And you know, a telephone pole is not going to move. And I remember throughout the day, God began to minister to me. God began to show me my stormy situation. God began to show me that, 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 that even though I wanted to see 400,000 miles on the Honda that I had, he said, I had to lighten that load. <laughs> and even as I wanted to keep that 2009 Honda Accord, and God said, I'm going to have to develop, get you to develop some more patience because I have more in store for you. God began to minister to me, and then God says, I want you to expect a word from me. And I'm like, God, I'm at work. How am I going to expect a word from you? And I had almost forgotten about it until I got off work, and God reminded me of my stormy situation. And as I got into the car, and I was got my radio station going and set my GPS to get home, and, and our song came on the radio, and right as I pulled on Skyland Drive, right before I was getting ready to get past the area where I had my wreck and it was an old school song by the Delphonics and the lyrics of the song said did not blow your mind this time <laughs> God began to minister to me through that song don't look at me like that I said God began to minister to me through that song and as I was driving past the stormy situation that I had six months prior God began to speak to me he says rat are you listening to what they're saying I'm like well I know what the song's about and God said no you don't God says rat listen to the lyrics and I'm like God I know what the song's about and God says so listen to what the song is saying and I remember the lead singer saying didn't I blow your mind this time as I rode past my red sight I looked to my right and God said so right didn't I blow your mind this time I came to tell somebody even when it looks like God is not there God may take you back but I can assure you God will God will blow your mind I heard God say if you want to learn how to handle some stormy weather lighten your load develop some patience but while you're doing all of that expect that word and that word it may come from T.D. Jakes that word it may come from Joyce Meyer that word it may come from Pastor Pender but my word came from the Delphonics and it said didn't I blow your mind this time come on That's the kind of God uh-huh. that we serve. Yes. Yes. The kind of God that will blow your mind. Not just this time, but each and every time. Come on, sir. Look back over your life. Look back over your life and see everything that God has brought you out of. Those situations that you thought you weren't going to make it out of. God said, didn't I blow your mind that time? And if he's God enough to do it then, guess what? Guess what? God can do it again. But we have to lighten our loads. Yes, sir. Develop that patience and expect a word from God. Expect that word from God. Some of you, some of you walk around with a heavy spirit because of your brother or sister who done you wrong. And you haven't forgiven them. And they're going on about their business. They've forgotten all about it. And you're here walking around trying to figure out, I'm going to get them back. I don't even want to talk to them. God said, let that stuff go. Let it go. Let it go. Some of you, 
you can't get to what God has for you because you're holding on to what God has already released you from. Mm. I'm not a big, big baseball fan, but in the game of baseball, there was a player named Ricky Henderson. I think it's Ricky Henderson. He was great at stealing bases. And in order for him to steal base, he would be on first base. But he would be in the middle of first and second because his mindset was, I'm stealing second base. Mm -hmm. But in order for him to do it, he had to leave first base. Yes, yes. You see, he couldn't get to second base by staying on first base. Many of us are stuck on first base looking at second base. Mm. Hoping someone will come and hit us, give a hit so we can get to second base. Mm. And God is already saying, take it. Mm. Take it. Mama. I'll give it, take it. They're not going to throw you out. I got you. Mm. But God, you know, I'm not the fastest one. I got you. Mm. God, I don't know. God said, take it. Take it. How to handle stormy weather. There was so much more I had, I wanted to preach, but God said, you do what I called you to do. I have to be obedient. I have to be obedient. Expect that word from God. Expect that word from God. Watch God take you to another level. Watch God just pour his blessings out on you. If you want it bad enough, God give it to you. Amen. Nah, he didn't say it was going to be easy. But it's going to be necessary. Amen? Amen. And in the end, God is going to get the glory. Yes. God is going to get the glory. It's been almost 10 months since I've had my wreck, and I still see people in the hospital. And my, every time the, one of the doctors see me, he, he'll hug me. He'll, he just hug me and He's like, you just, I don't understand it. I'm like, I do. It's God. But every time he sees me, he'll, Surat, he'll just, he'll just come and give me a hug. He's a little bitty fellow about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thank God. I just thank God. Because I couldn't be here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. Not only myself, but you, wasn't, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. So let us continue to give God praise. Amen. Let us continue to give God praise. And when you find yourself in a storm, lighten that load. Mm -hmm. Develop that patience. Mm -hmm. And expect a word from God. Because God will never let you down. Mm -hmm. God said it. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of it. Amen. Amen.